why I feel like the younger generation is a bit confused now because like we're always trying to make the hijab something new rather than accepting it for the purity and the value that we had which was our intention to work for the sake of God in the first place and I think like what has happened is we've created like our own Barbie complex Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Unfazed with Tazzy Faye podcast, where we have casual down-to-earth conversations about all sorts of topics. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Maria Zaman from Wales in the UK. She's a freelance writer, and her work ranges from spoken word and poetry to news articles and features, with a passion for exploring Muslim youth culture and fashion. Her work has been seen on the Huffington Post K and BuzzFeed, and she later focused her journalistic dissertation on the relationship between Islamic fashion and politics. We had an interesting conversation about the state of the Muslim fashion scene. We talked about everything from beauty standards to the spiritual significance of it all. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Here it is. I want to first of all thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. I really appreciate it. Um, So can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and maybe the work that you do? Okay, yeah, sure. So my name is Maria. Um, I'm a freelance writer. I'm 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 one of those creatives that is in a lot of spheres, but uh, in terms of the, in my experience within this industry, particularly, um, I spent more or less three to four years immersing myself um, in writing specifically on the modest fashion industry. Um, when I was a student and uh, I did my dissertation around Islamic fashion and politics. Um, Yeah, so generally I'm currently like social, I work in social media and things like that. And I'm also from the UK and Wales, so yeah. Awesome. There's a huge, huge fashion scene. I feel like a lot of the modest bloggers who started off and were really big in the beginning came from the UK. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's in in the US. I feel like that was my experience. I feel like a lot of them came from the UK. So um, how would you define modest fashion? Okay, I feel like modest fashion has been around for much longer than Muslims claim to claim it to be. Um, it's now a term that is coined within the Muslim sphere, obviously because it's such a big principle of our religion. But for so many years, like if you type the hashtag modest fashion, there would be things coming up, but it would be more catered towards uh, people who wanted to learn how to dress uh, better for church or um, for the Jewish religion. Like there are so many other religions and subsectors and spheres that um, just people who just want to dress more modestly because over time, the mainstream kind of fashion industry uh, kind of does the opposite of modesty. So people have always been trying to find a way, and it's usually religious communities, uh, to dress more modestly um, in general. So I would say that um, I, it's like it's quite a broad definition. Like, how do you actually define modesty? I think that in itself is an interesting thing that it's like so self, uh, the, the, the definition of modesty is so subjective based on the personal, the person that's wearing the clothes, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. So what do, what do you think it means to you personally then? Um, I, I completely agree. I think it's a really broad term to kind of encompass. I mean, everyone thinks it's something else. So for you, what 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 does modest fashion mean to you or what does the industry mean to you personally? Yeah. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm a Muslim woman and um, as Muslim women, um, it's like an act of modesty or the hijab is an act of worship in itself for me. 
So for me, that is like front and center, the most um, important aspect of why I dress modestly. Um, if it wasn't for Allah or my belief in Allah and what Allah asks of me, then I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't bother. Like, I'm pretty sure every hijabi has imagined themselves, like what their personality style would be if they were non-hijabi. We've all done that. We can't lie. Like, we probably had right. dreams of waking up. <laughs> and yeah. Like, how would be, you know? But so if it wasn't for my grounding or as a Muslim, as a Muslim woman, then I would, I really wouldn't bother. It's just, like it's just a fact so I think um for me um the fact that Allah has asked people to observe the hijab and I say men and women both because hijab the principle um obviously it's linked as like the the head covering but Mm -hmm. it is a principle like it's there's a lot of things that you have to guard as a, as a religious person there's there is a lot of rules that you've got to follow and all of that is part of the hijab um so I think if anyone asks me what the what modesty means to me it's to me it's an act of worship um okay. and then the industry as a whole is a whole nother thing right <laughs> a whole other thing. <laughs> those are two separate things for sure um so what interested you I know in your bio, you said that you have a passion for exploring Muslim youth culture and fashion. So what what interested you in exploring those things? So from a very young age, I've just been creative all around. And um, I it's, it's less so the fact that I enjoy like styling, but it's more so I enjoy the nature of what involves you as a creative in the industry. Um, and the, the fashion has so many elements to it. Like bef- the final product is the, the style and the outfit, but all of the work that goes into that, the inspiration and the stories that come through clothing is something I've just been passionate about for so long as a naturally creative person. Um, I feel like what a person wears says a lot about them and um, anything to do with community, like I've, I've anything to do with communication or creativity is things that I've just naturally been involved with. So, so obviously when I was starting off as a writer, um, within my uni years, um, obviously the lecturer asks you, you can, you can do your projects on anything. And, um, at the time, the thing that I felt like was most personal to me that I felt like needed more talking about or more had needed more of a critical discussion was modest fashion because, all of the discussions that I was seeing within blogs or, you know, even Muslim platforms or mainstream platforms, it was like the first hijabi to do X or like Mm -hmm. the first Muslim woman to do Y. And it was like, bro, there's so much more to this. Like, I I just felt like, so I just felt frustrated. And so when that's what really started me getting more interested into immersing myself within the modest fashion industry uh, more specifically. So yeah, anything to do with culture, I'm, I'm there really. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so you, you did a dis- dissertation on the relationship between Islamic fashion and politics. Can you talk a little bit about what that relation, relationship looks like based on a lot of the things that you maybe researched or learned? I feel like um, I feel like the modest fashion industry is unique in the in the quest that it has. Like the purpose of the modest fashion industry and to why it grew and all of those things, it's really unique from other fashion se- uh, sectors um, because we have religion, we have um, politics, and when you have two of those things um, that 
people can't hide away from or um, are so intrinsic to the industry, um, naturally, a lot of the conversations that come about are political. And I mean with a small P, I don't mean party politics necessarily. Um, So I think in this day and age, it's, it's like controversial or it's becoming more controversial to even believe in God. Like, I think as time carries on, um, topics or a person of faith um, are more being grouped as like one thing. It's not like rather than Muslims, Jews, Christians, it's like people of faith are being grouped as one thing because secularism is increasing so much. And that in itself is what makes modest fashion or what the relationship between modest fashion and politics looks like. It's like why, to us, it's just the way that we live our life. It's just Mm -hmm. part of our life. But from the outside, when you're having more critical discussions about why certain things are and aren't the way they are in the industry, um, especially as modest fashion brands enter more into the mainstream, um, there's always a lot of politicization around that. And I think that's simply because of the nature of being religious in 2021 or, you know, in this era, you know? Yeah, I I completely see what you're saying. And I think mainstream in itself, I mean, the whole reason that the whole industry even is existent and started in the first place is because mainstream doesn't cater to, um, you know, people who are looking for hijabs or more modest um, clothing. So, yeah, I I guess... um, what was probably the most surprising thing that you learned um, that you learned in your research or while you were oh, writing your dissertation? Sorry. Okay. So I, I guess it goes back to where I am now. So actually after immersing myself for the time that I did, I actually had to take a step back because I felt like it was, it was affecting my own spirituality on a personal level, mm-hmm. which is not something you would want because I, I get it. Like if I was immersing myself amongst, the fashion parties and stuff that you have to as a writer if you want to get interviews in the mainstream industry. Naturally, I get why your spirituality would be affected, but I felt like the same was happening in the modest fashion industry when I was immersing myself in those shows and those spaces. Um, that to me was very like surprising because this is supposed to be the Muslim space, right? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be the space where there's like sisterhood and brotherhood and it's like we're all on the same page and it's like the thing I found surprising was that even in the industry that is supposed to represent me, I didn't feel like, feel like I was represented. And, um, unless you're somebody that really goes into any fashion space with a critical eye, like I can see how easy it is to get sucked in the glamour of it all. Um, so I think, um, during my, during my, because obviously I wasn't going in as an outsider. I was go. I would be going into this as an insider. So it's much. It's like another level of surprise mm-hmm. um, as to how, when you're interacting in these spaces, rather than just being a follower of many people I interviewed on Instagram. I was actually speaking to them and I was talking to brands and designers and all of those kinds of things. Um, so I guess on one side. We, I found that actually a lot of people have a lot of things to say within the industry against the industry. That mm-hmm. was one big thing I actually found quite cool because I was like, okay, it's another layer to this. It's not just the sequins and the dresses, right? It's like there's actually a lot that people have to say because one question that I constantly asked, particularly if they were like a Muslim designer or influencer or CEO of a particular brand, I would say, 
what is a challenge that you see in this industry like at the moment and a lot of them would say I think people a are not working together enough Mm -hmm. and another thing is that I feel like people in this industry are copying each other and like there are there's a lack of knowledge with like in the mainstream industry people would go through fashion school and then they would start a brand and all that stuff but with the modest fashion industry (laughs) someone said to me people literally buy a buyers in wholesale and then sell them off double the price right yeah and that was one frustration amongst people who have gone through school and gone through so much experience and things to and I was like I was I was just quite taken aback because there's some really like serious contenders within this industry and rightly so Mm-hmm. But you don't see that on the outside. You you see it as like, <laughs> I don't know, you see it as like just an another, like everyone's selling the same thing, everyone looks the same or, you know, and I, maybe I'm being a bit cynical, but like that is, that's the reality of it. So there's two sides to it, you know? Yeah, I don't think you're being cynical at all. I actually, this is part of the video, but <laughs> I, I was talking also to someone yesterday about how it's kind of very cookie cutter and Um, it does feel like, I mean, I'm putting a joke in there about how every, like so many brands have that same picture of like four hijabis just putting their heads on each other with different color hijabs. Like this is like, it's like everyone's just doing the same thing. And I know that the wholesale thing I've, I've heard of that as well. And sometimes I, I think that I, I order something from a brand and I'm like, did you get this off Alibaba? (laughs) I feel like, I feel like you did, but but yeah, I think uh, going deeper into, I have to think about how to phrase my question, but what I really want to get to is, I guess, I mean, do you feel like all we're doing is just creating another machine? Like the machine that we complain about saying that it doesn't represent us, it only cares about profit, it only does this, it's all about capitalism, whatever it may be. Um are we not in some ways just kind of repeating that and just putting our own flavor in it? You know, like what's the difference uh, from an ethical perspective, if it's about spirituality, if it's such a material industry, how can there be spiritual value attached to that? If that, am I making any sense with what I'm saying? I think I I understand your question because it's a question I've asked myself many times. Um, I've sat on the fence for a, a while on this, on this, and I, I've come up with two conclusions. I don't. I think when we're having these conversations, it's easy to be critical mm-hmm. because we can't argue that the modest fashion industry has done a lot for us or a lot for younger girls who haven't felt seen. I think I don't think we can ignore that fact. Like yeah. I feel like elements should be celebrated. Like the days of us feeling completely ashamed to wear hijab, I think are going, or if not gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really cool and that's something we should recognise. But I feel like the principle of our religion or the principle of modesty that is so important to our religion has kind of been unnecessarily complicated mm-hmm. within this industry. And the way I reached that conclusion was, like, why, why did we strive representation in the first place it was so young girls and young boys when they grow up they can feel pride in their identity as muslims like and as social media grew and as youtube grew so did the industry right so now we're on front covers we're in magazine interviews we're on billboards like 
we've gotten to this point of representation and now the question is okay now what like why did we strive so much for representation and when we're still feeling a, like a hole mm-hmm. right like yeah. there's like there's like this point where we're like okay what's gone wrong here and i think what's happened is in all of these interviews that we've taken for the magazines and for the TVs and for the films or whatever it might be like god is barely mentioned mm-hmm. our faith is barely mentioned it's like it's like any like it's not it's it's barely uttered like it's like the mainstream industry like the idea of us because mm-hmm. we're something exotic we're something new we're something different right but like we're not unapologetic in our identity as muslims when we're going forward especially when we're talking about our faith like when the act of modesty or the act of hijab as for muslim men and women is is like an act of worship like when you leave that out then there's no point in the whole modesty thing like like you you can't they they go hand in hand right and um, and the modesty you can't if you have one without the other then we're not being unapologetic in our muslim identity Right. And that's why I feel like the younger generation is a bit confused now because like we're always trying to make the hijab something new rather than accepting it for the purity and the value that we had, which was our intention to work for the sake of God in the first place. And I think like what has happened is we've created like our own Barbie complex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like another version of the Barbie idea, but for a Muslim version. Mm-hmm. And like, what does that look like? Like you have to have a particular type of hijab to be cool. You have to have a particular material of hijab. Mm-hmm. You have to have a particular outfit. Like if you're not a certain body type, then modesty is not really for you. Like unless you wear an ab- like just wearing the right. right. Or if you're a certain complexion, like what the heck? We're mm-hmm. a diverse ummah. Like you can't. We shouldn't be copying the mainstream in that way. We should have trailblazed what diverse fashion looks like. But we're falling right. into the same things that we've criticized the mainstream industry for doing. Right. And so this is probably the most unfortunate thing to see. And it's the reason why I've kind of like had to distance myself a little bit to, because I feel like our akhirah should be guarded more than anything mm-hmm. in these spaces. So I feel like if the modest, if, if these spaces aren't talking about God and aren't talking about faith, then are they really, is it really Islamic fashion or is it really a modest fashion? You know, it's not something that is, we can just constantly say is, oh, my faith is a personal thing. It's not because you can't talk about modesty and you can't say the reason that you're, do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. like, it's like a roundabout way of answering it, but I just think that that's where I feel with where we're at at the moment. No, I think I really loved your answer because I feel like you really articulated a lot of what I am thinking. And um, part of it is I kind of just feel like we're just repeating, we've created this new lane, but we're still falling into the same stuff like the Barbie complex that you're talking about I always find it strange when I see like 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 a lifestyle being sold about a Muslim like like being Muslim has nothing to do with what kind of uh janamas or like you know like scarf you're wearing like why are we starting to sell or like make it like a what's the word consumer like it's like consumerism and materialism but we're just we're taking it and we're putting a bow on it and just saying like yeah like if 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 we are you know making young girls feel like oh like they matter they're being seen but then we're also doing that same damage of making them feel less than because they don't look like 
whoever, you know, has the nicest hijabi clothes. I don't know. Um, you know, what, what is, what's the point? What's the point of all of it? And I don't think it's a unfair question to ask. I don't know what the solution is. I don't see that there would be a solution. Um, because I think it's what you're saying is that it really is like, it has to be attached to faith and, and God. And if it's not, I mean, the more, the more you go down those paths, the less it becomes <laughs> about God, just, I think just by the nature of it, it's, it, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I see hope in it. I see yeah. hope now. And I feel like one of the biggest uh, acts of hope that I've seen uh, is what Halima Aiden did. Mm-hmm. Um, like she quit modeling, but the, she didn't go, she went down in the storm, you know? Yeah. So I would say that like the conversations are starting uh, about this whole aspect so I just think I feel like there is hope and the more people realize you know the more people connect with their faith more that is the that is the that is the future like right. let's go back to the basics let's go back to why we even do this in the first place right and then just own it you know I yeah think, I think that's immediately the solution it's a solution for many things it's like any problem really. yeah no I completely agree I agree. Like, you know, we still want the nice hijabs and stuff served to us, but like, we don't need all that other, (laughs) all that other stuff with it. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate the support so much as always. And I want to give a special thank you to the editor of the podcast, Faison. You can find him on SoundCloud and Instagram at Faison Beats. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give me a rating and a review. It will help a ton. And if you want to help keep this podcast going, you can support by giving a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes on the Anchor FM podcast page. And that's all I have for you guys. So this is Tezzy Faye signing out. Bye. Bye.